Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Don't Lose Your Head podcast. I am Morton and I'm joined by Nicholas. Hello. 80, that's a heavy number. And that's yeah. why this episode I will speak like this, so you understand the gravity of this. We have produced 80 episodes of absolute garbage, and you, our dear listener, have listened to them. My lord. 80 seems like a very high number. Mm-hmm. But it's also a weird number, because it's um, still some way to go to 100. Ah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's like four-fifths. We shall get there. Strange. My friend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and good on you for uh, signing in and listening to this episode. Um, today, we're going to talk about some games we've been playing. Whoop, whoop. And uh, one is fantasy and one is 30k. So, a bit of both. Um, and before that, we're mainly going to talk about new stuff. And, oh, what's going on? There's like a new 40k coming? What? So, would that be like 50k? I don't know. But sure, we're going to find out. Um, do you want to... St- should we start talking about that straight away? Because there's no, no real 30k news, unfortunately. Yeah, they released a, a new Road to Thramas article that mm-hmm. basically said, uh, we're back. Here's some stuff that we've already shown. Uh, uh-huh. But they will be updating it more. Uh, okay. are, are you excited for, for this book? Uh, I'm not a Night Lord player or a Dark Angel player, so not really. It's sort of like a... It's just a, another book that has to come so we can get closer to Terra, for, for me, at least. Yeah. That's pretty uh, much but, how it feels uh, all. Like they, they got rid of the dark mechanical stuff, which is Oh the wait, thing they did. Oh okay, well, that, really cool. I was just gonna say that, that was that at least they're gonna have that in there, and that would be interesting. Uh oh but uh, sh- shoot. Or, or, Gosh uh, yeah, I think so. It. Yeah. If they have, that's really sad because uh I mean there and there is a lot of uh, I mean I remember reading uh, stuff about uh, Dark Angels fighting Night Lords and they were heading, you know, traveling to planets and unlocking uh forbidden uh, mechanicum knowledge, or you know, like oh, doesn't uh, doesn't um, Russ? Uh, no, Russ. Uh, the lion found find this like uh, old uh, robot that's like an artificial, like a oh yeah, artificial uh, artificial intelligence. Is, is, it, is he, that the thing that he's using to to drive around space with? Yeah, I think so. And it like helps him predict. You know, this is the optimal way to win this battle or something. You could just uh, bring a single iron hand with him. Do the same. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think it's sort of like, oh, I shouldn't be taking this, but desperate times call for desperate measures. So I bring yeah. this super robot. Lion definitely seems like the guy that would do that. It's yep, like yep. Uh, Boromir. Like he would definitely use the ring and try and use it oh. to win a war, but he would fail. That is true. Uh, have you read any of the, the new books? Any of the Teacher of Terror books? Um, I mean, I started, uh, so I, I think I read the first two or something when they came out. Uh, but then after that, I sort of been, I don't know, I think they have released four or five now. How many are, are there? Uh, but I sort of lost, I lost interest a bit. I lost momentum, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I should get those. I Have you seen like all the, the hype when they've been releasing them? And, yeah. Like the limited edition ones. That mm. people have been losing their minds over. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that going on these days. Mm. Yeah. Speaking mm. of which, they <laughs> just released the, the booking for the Indomitus box, the new 40k, not starter box, but launch box. 
Uh, which is uh, looks like a cool box. Lots of yeah. uh, nice miniatures, especially the Necrons. I think look really cool. Yeah, there are some really cool new new things in there. Um, yeah. So wait, but it's not technically a starter box there, then. But no. doesn't it contain like the new rules and stuff? Or yeah, you get the rule book and a bunch of models, but you don't get any uh, dice or measuring tape stuff like that. Okay. Hmm. I was gonna say templates, but that's not a thing anymore. Oh, so that's not coming back because, uh, well, we're of course a bit interested in how is, uh, I guess ninth ed. This is going to be a forty k. Yeah. How is that going to be different to eighth ed? Which I mean, you and me, we neither of us had any real interest in it. We had we heard some things about it that we didn't really yeah. like that. Yeah. I took a look at eighth ed a couple of months ago just to mm-hmm. see what it is, and some of the things look cool, mm-hmm. but overall. I didn't really want to get into that thing. Mm. Uh, I think I, I I can remember like we were talking about it when when Eighth Ed was being announced, and we were still thinking like, okay, well, what is like is thirty k gonna go into Eighth Edition rules as well? That's before the Bible was dropped, and we got to know that okay, well, thirty k is gonna have its own rules. It's separate now, um, which we were thankful for. But I remember. Like the armor piercing thing, I was kind of happy about that. Like I was interested in that part, but like yeah, uh, yeah. The armor better modifiers. Higher... Yes, exactly. Things like that. And I guess I don't know. Was cover also a thing? Like cover modified. Yeah. To, minus to, one hit, to hit. Yeah. Things like that. Things like so, that. Um, things that we know and love from fantasy. Yes. Yes. And I mean that was really interesting. But then there was some other things that I think spoiled the immersion. With like, oh, you don't have to face the tank. You know, it doesn't have to point its guns at anything. It can shoot anywhere, and yeah, I don't know, some weird things like that. Yeah, you can wound tanks with any weapon, pretty much. Yeah, uh, and I think also mainly like the, the the story hasn't really been that interesting in a long in in some time. I mean, uh, even though it it should be like, oh god, Primarchs are coming back! Holy shit! Yeah, I I really don't like the the Gilliman model still. No, it's terrible. Yep. Uh, but but also like in 40k, the way you built your forces seemed mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. But like once you get into it or see what the the players are actually doing, everyone's mm-hmm. just like min maxing detachments to get the most command points to use abilities and stuff. Yeah, and that I've heard is a big difference now with ninth ed. That yeah. instead of like the more troops you get, you get command points. Now you actually have to spend command points to buy different detachments. Yeah, so it's Which like makes a lot more sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. So before, like, there were no negatives to just having endless different factions in your faction, or as long as you're like, Imperium, you could have like an attachment of Salamanders because they have this rule, and you would like put all the heavy weapons there or something, and then you would have ah. an attachment of Bludgeons and have all your close combat guys there, ah. and just get like the best out of everything. Yeah. So now it... you have like your core detachment, and then you have to spend those command points to use abilities to get another detachment. Hmm. So it forces you to build more of the same theme, which is really cool. Yeah, it makes sense, or like how you would build an army, or how it how an army would be organized. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like this because it, it's pretty annoying sometimes in thirty k. Like you have a vision of putting together your army, but mm. I'm just always limited by the Force Org. That is true, and in this case, I guess, 
you know, you can find something like uh, that is sort of cheap in the command points. And if you can fit your army in that, like the like a normal, I don't know what I thought. I, I think I saw some like a battalion detachment or something. And maybe that will be like, oh, most of my armor can fit there. But I really want some extra heavy support. Oh, but then you can take that. But you have to pay these extra command points to unlock this. Yeah. Uh, artillery, blah, 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 or whatever it's called. You know, like a... Yeah, yeah it's cool with the, the command points as well. Because it's like another balancing factor. Like yeah. you don't only have points. Because points don't tell the whole story. Like you can have something that costs a certain amount of points that will always kill something else even though it's the same points oh yeah that's true. cool yeah and um, that's something I, and i don't really know about um, how that works with the game like these uh, i guess stratagems is what you can use if you have extra command points right you can spend you know like play these cards and stuff i guess yeah that should then balance the, so i don't know how big like how game changing those are um, yeah you can use command points you can start use them before the game begins and give some upgrades to your army you mm-hmm. can have relics like a cool relic sword or something. Mm. Uh, you, I think you can upgrade orcs to be like art boys through that. Okay. And like marines can become veterans by spending command points before the game begins. Oh. And then you can use uh, stratagems in the game and also you can do rerolls once per turn for command points. Okay. Oh, well, that's nice. And then you have like both sides. So if I just want to like, oh, I don't really care about these cards. I just want to build an army, then I can spend more command points getting like a really buff army but not having so many <laughs> bonus cards and stuff to play. Yeah, and everyone loves bonus cards. The thing we've learned from 30k, like yeah, yeah. all the cool events have cool bonus cards they're fun mm-hmm. to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, another major change in this edition that I really like is uh, area terrain. Uh, line of oh. sight blocking area terrain. Okay. So just like it was uh, 40,000 4th edition and mm-hmm. Warmer Fantasy 6th edition, I was asked this, just like completely line side blocking area terrain like woods and now in 40k ruins. If uh-huh. it's more than 5 inches tall, then mm-hmm. like the entire base of this terrain feature blocks line side. Also, you don't have to go and look, oh, well, actually, this guy in this unit can see that head of that guy and this guy... Through the window, through the door. Ah, I can yeah, see yeah. Like, the shoulder, so I can shoot. Mm. These unreasonable uh, shots that you could take. Uh... Yeah, so I think that's really cool. Mm. Uh, so you can actually like hide behind stuff at the beginning of the game. You can't just shoot across the entire table. Yeah. Uh, and and the... also, which was the thing in 8th edition as well, that you don't, uh, you don't get slowed down by moving in train, which I think oh. is a really nice thing. Because if you enter train, then you will. It's just gonna be fucking annoying to get out of there. Like if you roll a double one, then you're screwed. That is true. Uh, so it, so it but you... are there other like? Are, is there no modifier to movement then, or is it like? But this is dangerous to move through, or I mean, could it? I guess it could depend on the terrain still. Uh, I don't. Generally, I don't think so. You can just move okay. through it. Huh. Uh, which allows you to interact more with the, the train as well, the table. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is cool. Yeah, that so, is true. Mm. I mean, oh, uh, and the, the terrain things would also probably speed up the game a bit when you have like, oh, well, you could just quickly from a bird's eye see like, oh, well, 
I can't see this unit because this rune is in the way. You don't have to go into this <laughs> true line of sight thing uh, all the time. Yeah. Which can sl slow down the game. Yeah, I remember when, uh, when it was first introduced in 5th edition. Mm. Uh, it's just a cool feature then. I didn't really think that much of it. But uh, I think shooting is uh, does more damage in general, at least in 8th edition. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think this is a nice way. And it, like, it really uh, puts more emphasis on movement again. Because that's the thing mm. in like 6th edition fantasy as well, compared to 8th mm. edition. Like mm -hmm. If you have stuff that you're completely invisible behind, that changes the dynamic of the game so much that you can't just shoot through it or shoot mm. like uh, war machines through a forest or cast mm. spells through a forest. Mm. If you're behind it, then you're, you're safe. Oh, that's true. Hmm. So right. yeah, and yeah. another thing, uh, Crusade, like the the new campaign system that they're introducing. Oh, okay. How does you, that work? Uh, so you build your force, and then you mm -hmm. have like fifty command points, which I think is like a thousand points, and then uh, you can use them for games. So you start out with combat patrol, which is like five hundred points, mm -hmm. and then each unit you have gains experience through games like one point for playing a game one point for every three units that it kills and then at the end of the game you can give one unit three extra points oh and, okay and, and when they get five points you can give them upgrades either to their weapons or their profiles or whatever are these upgrades that you can get otherwise or is it more like oh these are free points that you can spend on them to upgrade so they, they are free points uh, and then when you play against someone else, then you you uh, so when they get five points, their crusade rating goes up one, and then you check your your army compared to the other guy's army, and you count together all the crusade points that you have, all the crusade upgrades compared to the other guy, and then you take the difference between your crusade points, and divide it by three, I think, and uh, Whoever has the lower amount gets that many command points extra. Okay, so yeah, so you can't just be like, "Oh, I'm playing this guy." And I've been playing this crusade for so long that I'm all my units are like, <laughs> so "You're not going to stand a chance." It's like, oh, but then you get yeah. more command points. So, okay. Yeah. So usually in campaigns, like you would grow your army, so you would mm -hmm. get a bigger and bigger army. Mm -hmm. But that is kind of hard to balance if you start playing against someone who's totally new. Yeah. And. Usually, like you would get a bonus after the game ends, but you mm -hmm. will still probably lose the game because he's got a bigger army. Mm. So now you get more command points in the beginning of an army instead. Mm. If you're, and your armies are still the same size, the other players just have more upgrades on this units. Yeah, okay. So, Sounds yeah, nice, nice and simple system. Yeah. Oh, and if your unit dies, you have to roll a die, and on a one, they get a like a a scar or whatever, like a com oh. combat damage. Oh. oh, that's that's fun. That's always fun. Like, it's oh, like, they can't move as far or something. Yeah, exactly. Like mm -hmm. a minus one to movement, or they can't hold objectives, or oh, stuff nice. like that. Yeah, well, that makes it fun. It builds character. <laughs> yeah. So, when was the last time you played 40k? Was that in 7th edition? Yeah... I think it was still 7th edition. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh...
Um, but uh, it was some time before the detachments or whatever they were called started coming mm. in. Was it detachments that sort of ruined it? Yes, I uh, think so. <laughs> uh, well, I was playing Tyranids back then. Uh, Tyranids, and then I started with uh, uh, a small Astra Militarum or Imperial Guard force. So they were Astra Militarum, so that was probably uh, 7th edition then. Um, and then I also started with a small Minotaur's Space Marine force. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, which are now Empress Children. Oh, but don't, yeah. say, don't say that anyway. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it must have been sometime in seventh edition. And you know, I've, I, I have, I was going to ask you also like things I miss from forty k. Uh, I think I, I've enjoyed playing thirty k more because I think it's a better, like more balanced game in some ways, or maybe that people also put the the effort into it or, and stuff like that. Um, but I have missed Tyranids, for example. Like I, some of the races, I think were really, really nice to play with. Uh, like the diversity in that and. Uh, um yeah that's something i noticed with the playing fantasy as well like you like i have my kiss of army that mm. behaves in a totally different way from my dwarf army say yeah and then you play like vampire counts that have this totally different dynamic and yeah. then you play orcs that are have their own magic and stuff so like each army just brings something completely different to the table which is yeah, and you, really fun. You just you just want to collect them all because <laughs> <laughs> they're all fun in their own way. So um, yeah, every now and then I've been thinking about oh you know if, how would I build a new Tyranid army? And this time when I know more how to paint, you know how could I make a horde army? And maybe I well, could use the contrast paints of their airbrush or you know things like that. Was mm-hmm. uh, was Gene still a cult out when you played? No, I think that came later. It might still have been in seventh edition, but then I had already i i wasn't uh, buying more tyrannids when that came uh, and in the beginning i was actually sort of anti gene studio cult um <laughs> because uh, well first of all i'm you know i'm not uh, i'm not as old school so i didn't have this you know um uh, what do you say uh, nostalgia about it like oh they're bringing them back to me this was like a weird new thing uh, whereas i i had come into it thinking like tyrannids they're like this completely alien species they have no connection to any other, anyone else and they just come and they consume everything. And I thought that was really cool. And then suddenly it's like, well, actually, they can sort of mate with people and change <laughs> their genes. And then they have these weird hybrids. And I was just like, no, I don't want that. I just want uh, inhuman aliens consuming people. Even though now, I, I mean, I can see, I can see now some, um, some cool things about it, you know, how they can mani- manipulate people. But I, th- I think they are much scarier if they have no contact with anyone. You can't reason with them in any way contact them they will just consume you i always so. thought like gene still called this one of the, the core things in 40k because they're just so sinister that they can just like live among people and they are like the heralds of this massive alien threat that is just yeah. like snuck in and no one noticed them and then they're just like living in the sewers and just making people disappear and then eventually they will spring out and just pave the way for this mass consuming darkness thing yeah, I like the idea that they are um, sort of like, uh, they, you know, ignorant to what's happening. Or the idea of like, I'm doing this uh, for the swarm and I will be rewarded. But they don't know that, well, you will just be consumed in the end as well. Or, or you know, that sort yeah. of part of it. I like that. Uh, where it's like, the ignorance is like, oh, we're going to be rewarded. The great <laughs> gods will, you know. Yeah, I really yeah. like them from like a, just a story point of view they can they like you can have character with them but they are also yeah. super evil yeah 
like them and chaos cultists yeah really nice. like just yeah insidious guys living among regular people yeah no that's true that is really nice um so what do, what do you miss from uh, uh yeah from 40k and if you would uh, try out the new edition what would you play in that case so i would use my my imperial guard that i bought now or oh, militia okay. imperial guard yeah. just use them as destroyers uh, and I was just uh, having a read through Battlescribe and just seeing what kind of units they have and noticed that like, oh, a priest. That's super cool. So that's like mm. a thing that's not around in 30k. Yeah. Just like have them be super fanatic believers mm. of the emperor, which is not a thing in 30k. Yeah. Uh, and and also like an inquisitor would be really cool. Oh, yes. Look perfect so, for your Australians. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking uh maybe using like the uh you know that gene stealer cult uh doctor guy? Uh yeah, I think I do. Yeah. So he's got like a backpack full of medical equipment and like he's holding some small glass tubes of shit. Yeah. So he's like replacing his head with like a an empire uh nice hat and feather oh, yeah. and a hat guy and just like giving him some kind of esoteric pistol or something. Oh, yeah. There's also like a, a cool story uh, driving character you can have in 40k. The Inquisitor. Uh, no, no, the yeah. no, or wait, not Inquisitor. Commissar. No, oh, you said Inquisitor. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of Commissar. Ah, sorry. That's 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 why I was saying like, oh yeah, Australian Commissar. That's awesome. Um, Inquisitor, of course. Oh, but then oh, blah, blah, blah. now I understand what you mean with the commercial. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, but, but I don't know um, really how they did with the rules for them. Are they part of some other army or are they uh, like a standalone? Like you buy an Inquisitor for any Imperial army, sort of. So, yeah, you can just uh, include them with any other uh, Imperial army. Yeah. You just had to. Did you get, did you get a kid? <laughs> no. Holy shit, this kid is dying outside. Give me one second. Shit. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Let's wait. Don't you Nicholas... know that I'm recording a podcast in here? <laughs> Nicholas puts the kid out of its mystery. <laughs> sleep, my child, sleep. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so yeah, he, he gone now. <laughs> Inquisitor, cool. Uh, yeah. I kind of also. Uh, like the the more small scale uh kind of combats that can occur in 40k as well because mm-hmm. i i fucking love the the full scale galactic war of 30k that is mm. the fucking bomb mm. just like massive armies of superhumans raving and raving across the galaxy yeah uh but i also miss that in 40k that you can have just smaller skirmishes take place yeah like a, the inquisitor looking for the for the cultists or something perhaps yeah and like uh, got a distress signal from some far away system you yeah. have to find out what happened there yeah that's mm. yeah you're true like the inquisitor could have its own narrative in a way like uh Maybe he's joined by some imperial guard, but he doesn't care about them, right? I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> he would expend them if he needs to. Exactly. 
That's very nice. Uh, but if you would start a new army, then what would you do then? Would you get the new Necrons, perhaps? I'm I'm really excited about Imperial Guard actually. Yeah, because I, mean, yeah. I I haven't really started our army yet. So that's it's mm. a nice coincidence that I got them before Ninth Edition was announced. Yeah, yeah. I would just oh, I would just love a a Tyranid army and just hordes of Hormagons and then monsters, maybe the Termagons that uh, or no wait Tervigons I think they were the ones who spawn like uh, uh, the small. Oh, yeah. Uh, termagants uh, it's just such a fun thing like I remember that having I don't think I ever got one though but I I, I know seeing people and you know every turn you roll and you just oh I got 12 more you put them out and it's just oh, your enemy just has to fight this unending horde and I also because I don't know I like being the bad guy when you play I, I like being you know then in a way I think it's for myself because I am sort of like a sore loser uh, and I do lose quite a lot so, but if I am playing as the ultimate bad guy, then it's sort of it's okay. If I lose, then at least you know, oh well, the good side won. So I have that. So then I don't really mind as much uh, <laughs> losing. Uh, I remember when that thing came out. It was in, in fifth edition, the mm. the spawning guy. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it, it's terrible, but also <laughs> very very fun. Yeah. Uh. And then mm-hmm. the, the thing that shoots mines, they just mm-hmm. move around later. Yeah, that's also cool. Yeah, they got some really cool units. Turns, so yeah, a, yeah, a lot of fun. They got a lot of new monsters, and since I was playing, also, it's sort of like, oh, you sort of want want one of each or something. But ah. have you have you got them? Uh, have you still got them, or did you get rid of them, or what? Um, I <laughs> I do have them in a way, uh, but I I think I borrowed them to. Uh, my wife's little brother, when he was interested in uh, in Warhammer. Give those back, he's kid. Still... It's a new edition now. <laughs> Go smash dicks. I mean, he's not that young anymore. And I think he's still sort of interested. I, I think he still collects some things. But the Tyranids, I know at least some of them, he brought to like a game store that opened up in Kalmar and put them on display there, which I'm really, you know, that's really nice uh, that they got to be in the spotlight. I, I mean, <laughs> they're not the best. They're the first thing I painted so I, I they're not that good i mean i think they were tabletop okay um so but the question is like if if uh, if i can get them back from there or if it's sort of like well we don't know who these are anymore and i don't know yeah. or if i just walk into this shop and like oh these are my turnits but how can you prove it <laughs> there is one way though i can prove it because you know i had the big worm the trigon i think it was called um do you know which one i talk about like the biggest yeah yeah, yeah. um and the when you when I built it, the head is hollow, so you put on like the top of the skull, so there is like a hollow space in there. And I put a little note in there saying "consume, <laughs> consume all living," and I put it in there like a golem, you know, like I would I would give it its own mind, uh, and it it always performed very well in battles for me. Um, so I guess awesome. it would be kind of bolstered to go in there and be like, "These are my turning army. Well, I'll prove it." And then I just crack the skull open, and like in there is like a fortune cookie. And then, and then, the, and then it turns out I forgot to put in the note or something, and I just looked like a fool that just came in and started breaking. That'll be that'll be a thousand, a thousand kroner, please. Oh, here we go. Uh, I don't know if they would be salvageable though. I mean, it would be nice to save money to just get the force I had uh, and maybe repaint them. But uh, um, no, no. Who knows what the future will bring? 
sometime in the future, I think I would play them. But then maybe I've I've become such an old old fella that I'll be like, these new editions are nothing for me. I'll just find some mates I want to play with, and then I'll just play whatever edition we feel like was the last great edition or something. Yeah. Oh lord! Go back to playing fourth uh, edition 40k. Yeah, exactly, something like that. Um, but uh, no, it would be kind of fun to play, try out ninth edition. We'll see what we'll see what it brings. Yeah, but I won't be playing Space Marines. That's for sure. <laughs> oh snap! <gasps> Burn. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that I don't think the Space Marines are as cool in 40k anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything they release for Space Marines, like, eh, I mean, if it's not just okay, then I don't like it. It's not mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they release so much other stuff. Like the Necron stuff looks awesome. I, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, how can they have such good designers and such shit designers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh... So yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Space Marine fanboy in yep. 40k anymore. For sure. Uh, but um, have you been doing any other things since last we talked? Uh, any hobby progress? Um, not really. Uh, since I've been back to work, I've oh, that's true. had some pretty heavy work weeks because yeah. uh, not everyone is back. So everyone else that are there have to work harder pretty much. Uh, so I've been coming back home exhausted and just spending my weekend doing fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to. Oh, I heard you play. We're going to talk about the game you played. So maybe some games in the future will get you excited. Yes, mm. I have played a game. Paint something new. Well, me on the other hand, still being on parental leave, you know, same shit, different day. Uh, I have been uh, painting on furiously, as always. Um, so I've, since last week we talked, uh, I think I was. Well, I'm going to talk about the game later. Uh, and I played fantasy, and I paint. Uh, I played with all I had, so like everything I had painted up mm. was in the in the game, which was awesome. And I think for that game, I just finished painting uh, twenty pikemen, which I'm pretty sure I talked about on last episode. Uh, but since then, I've actually finished twelve uh, uh, Braganza's besiegers. Yeah, you finished them. Yes, I did. So. Um, they are a regiment of renown of dogs of war, which are basically, um, uh, well, it's Braganza himself and his besiegers, and they are like crossbow men uh, that are heavily armed and have these uh, pavis shields. Is it pavis or pavis? How do you pronounce it? I thought it was pavis. Pavis. That's probably it. Pavis shields. You're, you, you nailed it. Well, you're the one who live in England, so let's go with that. Pavis. <laughs> uh, that uh, is with... a French word, though. Ah, pavis. <laughs> oh, that there, oh, there we go. Now we solved it. <laughs> well, so they have these perfect shields, they're like British shields. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, and they put them out and uh, they give they add uh, plus two to your armor save uh, against shooting attacks, but not in close combat. Um, and yeah. uh, which is really great. So, because they have heavy armor in these shields, they would get a not a five plus, but a three plus armor save against shooting, which makes them really tanky. Uh, and they could just stand there and fire their own crossbows, and crossbows are not that bad, uh, no. even though their aim is not great. So I don't know how good they That's will be. Average. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think you know, having them perhaps holding uh, a watchtower or something could be kind of cool. Yeah. Because they will be very hard to get rid of. 
Um, so and they were yeah they were really fun to uh, to paint up. Uh, and I also got to because of all these pavin shields, um, you, you know, a lot of flat surfaces, and I got to do some uh, checkers on there for the for sort of like an old school Warhammer feeling, uh, and a lot of different freehand symbols. So I got some coins on there, some arrows, a little fortress that you know, oh, because we like to besiege fortresses and stuff. Uh, and on the Bragans himself, he got a big uh, flourishing B letter. Capital B on his shield, nice. uh, which I, I I'm very happy with. Uh, so they were fun. So I haven't tried them out yet, but uh, we'll hopefully do in the future. So uh, so the Doctor War had like the regular crossbowmen that are used yes light armor, basically three crossbows, and then they have the marksmen of Miragliano. Yes, that are basically four light mm-hmm. armor, so they they mm-hmm. hit better, but they can't take any damage pretty much. And yes. then you have the Bruances besiegers that are just heavy. Motherfuckers, oh, still yeah. this is still three, but on average, the... if you're gonna have like a, a duel with a range unit, they'll mm-hmm. probably be able to stay longer than the marksman of Mirag- Miragliano. Yeah, probably. Uh, I did get very interested in them as well, though, when I started doing this. So I might make, I might try to get a hold on them in the future or convert some own uh, for that extra ballistic skill. It sounds very nice, very tasty. Yeah. Uh, I, I although, know that like my kiss of lights would rather face the Marcin Miragliano because like they're huh? good at shooting, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't move and shoot. So you just like stand in this one area yeah. and uh, you can't move around. Uh, but like my horse archers could just ride up and then shoot them en masse, mm-hmm. just take away a bunch of them. But you can't do that to the besiegers because they have a three plus seven against arrows. So. Mm, that is true. I mean, in general, like the few games I've played so far, I feel like shooting is so so bad <laughs> in <laughs> fantasy that it hardly ever does anything. It's like, oh, finally my crossbowmen are going to line up and shoot, and then they hardly ever do anything. And they are quite expensive, so you know, I feel like I could just take pikemen instead, and I feel like the pikemen always perform better. Um, but it's more for diversity. I mean, it's fun to have some some crossbows as well. And then it would be fun to be able to vary the list so I would have maybe one unit of each crossbowman uh, for like playing a defensive, like a siege or something in the future. It would be kind of fun to have them then. Yeah, they fit your theme as well. Just uh, grim yeah. fuckers in the mud. Yes, for sure. Speaking of grim fuckers in the mud, have you mm-hmm. read any more Brunner? Uh, yes, uh, and he's currently going through uh, the vault, I think. Like he's traveling under the mountains in this abandoned dwarven empire or something feels very yeah. moria in uh, lord of the rings or something uh, and they yeah. meet all kinds of scary shit that lives down there also weird things like oh well this is where the broken nose uh, goblin tribe lives and uh, we have an agreement not to not to you know uh, not to disturb each other and it's like what what the fuck you've been runner you 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 talk you've been you know dealing with goblins <laughs> <laughs> like well yes yes it's uh, i don't know it's really cool uh, uh, who who broke their noses? It's probably Brennan. Mm, it's probably it probably is. <laughs> uh, I think they get attacked by someone. He's they're like, oh, I thought you had an agreement. No, well, the young the young ones don't know, so I have to kill some every time to <laughs> remind them of the agreement or something. Yeah. Uh, then I think also a weird thing like this weird huge just beetle shows up. It's like a blind underground beetle that just wants to eat them, and they can't do anything to kill it. So they're like, oh well. Let's just sacrifice one of the horses and send it away. So the, and the beetle chases it. And they're like, what, what the fuck just happened? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, you never know what to find in the under in the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. I love runner. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I have to also on my progress. Uh, I'm currently painting some ogres now. Uh, a nice. unit of six ogre mercenary ogres. Uh, so big mama. Yes, big mama is in this squad. <laughs> oh yeah, bearded lady. Which I actually didn't add the beard because I felt like, oh, she's pretty hot without the beard. Maybe I'll just paint it like a light stubble on her instead. Well, um, what do you mean add it? Was that a separate piece? It was a separate piece. Huh. So she has like a, a nice kiss kissing mouth. <laughs> underneath it uh, as nice as an uh, as an ogre can get I guess <laughs> um, oh, uh, well, we'll see in the Should future how it goes oh yeah it could work well <laughs> ah, it'll cost you I, she's, well she is uh, the prostitute of the army so you know <laughs> five oh, chilling and I'll suck it right off oh shit <laughs> she can service a whole regiment at the same time Oh yeah, she can. She's a lot of woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also uh, did. Uh, I've uh, come quite far on my watchtower that I'm building for fantasy. Awesome. Uh, this the, this really ugly car- cardboard <laughs> thing that I built and I was like skeptical about. I, I now got it uh, painted like all the base coats, uh, and it's starting to look really good, actually. Uh, so uh, I just need to add some more details. Maybe I'm. Some uh, moss and stuff growing on top of it to make it yeah. look a bit nicer. Maybe a little a bird nest up on top or something. We'll see. Uh, yeah. What, what I end up with? Uh, it's just the the game that you played was that part of this campaign? Uh, yeah, we're we're having like a pseudo campaign that we started playing with. Not like we haven't really decided what we're playing for, or you know, if there would be any bonuses and stuff. But um, yeah, uh, we we are fighting over territories at least. Yeah, yeah I, I really like this approach because it's uh, it feels like you're fighting over something. Almost. Yeah, it's not just like oh, we played this mission. Now it was at least well, and we, and we wanted to play the watchtower, but I haven't, hadn't finished it yet. So, <laughs> but maybe next game we'll be fighting over the watchtower. We were fighting over Pete's farm because someone has to control that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, after the break, you'll get to know who is now in control of it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But I think, yeah, that's all the, the, all the hobby progress I had. Um, so anything else you would like to talk about before we go into a musical break and then come back and talk about actual games played with actual people? Uh, I think that's it. Let's mm-hmm. go for a break and we'll be back with uh, the retelling of our games.
And we're back. <laughs> That's yeah. just a soundboard Nicholas got. He, he's not actually drinking beer. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> uh, it's funny with these uh, beer cans that you can get here mm-hmm. in England. They mm-hmm. have uh, like punt markings on them. Ah. But I don't think I've ever seen this in Sweden. So in uh, more civilized countries, you get money back for recycling cans. Yeah. But uh, can you not do it in England? No. Oh, wait, but they have the, the symbol? Yes. So yeah, like a one crown punt or two crown punt if you're in Norway, I guess. Oh, wait, oh is it the Swedish beer? No. Like the brand? No. Huh? So it is English, but uh, I guess they exported to Sweden, but I've never seen it in Sweden. Oh, well, that's weird. So imagine, so you're living in the UK and you all your life you're like, what is this pant? Pant. One cur. One cur. cur. What's one cur? <laughs> they have no idea. Yeah. That we're saving the pa- the planet beer by beer in Sweden. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pantamera. Pantamera. So anyway, we played some games in the recent past. Yeah. Uh, I played a 3rd K game, and Morton played a fancy game. Yes. Uh, I will start with the the 3rd K game that I played. Mm-hmm. So I played against Brennan at Brennan's place. The first yeah. time I've uh, uh, played a game there since I don't know when. A long mm-hmm. time ago. Mr. Mechanicum Guy. Yeah. The mysterious Mechanicum mm-hmm. fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we set up a table at his place, uh, an eight by four, just a slightly longer table. Oh, okay. Uh, we settled for a two thousand point game that we even we decided upon that in April, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, let, let's play a two thousand point game when lockdown eases. Oh. Uh, so I made a list on Vascribe back then. Mm-hmm. Um. That I used been having on my phone since forever, which is a a very new thing for me. Whenever I play a game, I used to make the list the day before something, or even on the day. Yeah, and like, all right, let's play it. But this thing I've been having loaded in the chamber for a long time. Oh, so it included some of the new models that I painted up that I hadn't used yet. So my my camouflage rhinos. Oh yes, and my second Sikran tank. Was it an uh, armored breakthrough list or? Yes, yes, it was. Okay. So, 2000 points. I had uh, my Sikaran HQ, and then my Sikaran Sikaran. And then I had two squadrons of three Predators, so six in total. With a plasma plasma one in there as well? No, no, if they're troops, you can only have regular Predators. Ah, okay. Okay. So, they all had auto cannons and last cannons. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, And then I had. Two tactical squads in Rhinos and a veteran squad in a Rhino. Huh. So, yeah, some extra scoring troops. Yeah. Uh, and Brennan played with his new Titan that he wrote some custom rules for. So it's the the latest of the Titans that are released, like the bigger, or not Titan, uh, Knight. <laughs> I was like, it's Titan? <laughs> yeah, it's c- casual Warlord Titan. Uh, uh, the, the the 40k one like the Dominus thing yes perhaps 
Like the yeah, the one who has like little shoulder guns or something. Yes, yeah, that one. So he has bought a bunch of custom armor plates for it. Huh? Made it look uh, very mechanicum y. Oh, cool. Uh, giving us some cool plasma weapons. It's had like two plasma cannons. And he'd written some like rules for it to fire them individually or overcharged or fire them together. So oh. it's like a five inch blast or seven inch blast or just one ten inch mega blast if they fire them together. Ooh. But uh, it hasn't been released yet for 30k or. No. Oh, it's a shame because it's like the Armbigers. They got their rules. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have just added this at the same time, I think. Yeah. They could have done a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, he also had armagers, actually. Two of them. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so, it was really cool. And then he had uh, some Thalax, an HQ guy with a, a jetpack, and the close combat Thalax. I can't remember the name of. Uh, Ursarax? Yes, I think so. The mm-hmm. two, two Power Fist ones. Yeah, they have jump packs instead of jetpacks. We'll figure out on our Mechanicum episode in the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he had two uh, of those Krios Venator tanks. Hmm. Um, and we played table quarters, and at my request, we played War of Lies. The, okay. The penultimate uh, 30k <laughs> mission. <laughs> Where strategy doesn't matter. It's all up to the dice. Yeah. Yeah, this is determined by killing shit, though. Because it's, it's kill right. points and then those random points are there. Oh, okay, so they, they might not have, a, have that big of an impact. Yeah. So, yeah, we started playing. It, since the table was pretty long, there mm-hmm. was actually some distance. So everything wasn't just in range at the beginning of the game, even though a lot of the weapons were 48-inch range. Oh. Uh, so I started with like my Sicarans and Predators on the table, and then I left my Rhinos in reserve. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, and I also had four Plasma Bikers. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw them in the picture. It's a little Outrider squad. Yeah. Uh, Could you which... then, yeah, outflank with them or? Uh, oh, they started on the table. They scouted. Oh, okay. Uh, which is funny because I forgot to deploy them in the game as well. I keep forgetting <laughs> sneaky bikers. Um, but in the game, I drove forward, started shooting a bunch of Brennan's stuff. Uh, I immobilized the close combat armager first turn, so we just couldn't do anything for the entire game. It was just facing the wrong way, out of range of everything. No. Poor, poor boy. Uh, and uh, on my turn two, one of my tactic squads arrived and just got out and just started shooting bolters at the Ursarax and they they like one wound. Oh. <laughs> oh, like I really like the idea of the mechanized uh, space marines. It's really yeah. cool. These super soldiers that just <laughs> drive forward and just disembark and lay down a bunch of fire but mm. they they don't do anything to anyone. Maybe against like a militia list perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. I mean they still have like they're, they're probably in cover and they probably mm. have feel no pain. Mm. I, I don't get it. Would you? What? What do? You, what do you think they need? Like um, that they could take special weapon and a heavy weapon in the squad or something? Or at the very least, they should be able to do fury legion even if they moved. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Give them running. 
or like AP three on a six, mm -hmm. like the the Bane Strike ammunition. I think it's called. Yeah, the Sons of Wars and Alpha Legion have. I mean, late Heresy. More people should have access to that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, but I mean, yeah, Mechanicum is a hard uh, hard thing to come up against because other extracts like Toughness five or something. Yeah. So wounding on fives and then they probably yeah, have a three up save, up save or something. Four up but save and five and up feel of pain. Five up. Oh. And three wounds. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, like that. And that infantry code is annihilated by the plasma of the the knight. And the Ursorax just bashed the heads in of my bikers. And <laughs> then another tactic squad came in shot some bolters at a Thalax unit, did like a wound as well. And then they were instantly annihilated by the plasma. <laughs> and my tanks were having a bad engagement with the Korea Senators. Oh. I was shooting, didn't really do that much damage. He shot back, destroyed like a predator, and then just whittled me down after a while. Okay. And Ouch. yeah, the veterans oh. came in. Yeah. Uh, Took some fire, uh, they didn't kill him. They disembarked and assassinated his uh, HQ. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was nice. Just disembarked and shot him with their commie weapons. Ooh. And yeah, while well, the rest of my army just died, they were the only ones to survive. Damn. So Wait, how, how are the Krios at taking out uh, Predator tanks and stuff? They're armored... Uh, 13 but with a flare shield uh -huh. and they have a gun that is like 4 shots strength 9 AP2 ordnance I think Ooh, that sounds really nasty for any tank yeah so um, yeah I guess, like I could destroy them with my plasma, uh, last cannons but the auto cannons couldn't even hurt them from the front yeah uh, but it, I think it, it was an even engagement it's just mm -hmm. I, I lost on the dice in the mm -hmm. tank duel, but then mm -hmm. the rest of his infantry just killed all of my infantry as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's sort of sad. So, do you feel like, ah, oh, well, next time I won't be even bother bringing the infantry or, or <laughs> you know? No, I, I like the infantry. They, they bring a lot of theme to the army as well. I, yeah. They're really cool. It's just a it's shame, just... as you said. Like they, but maybe in another, like, could they at least capture some objectives in this case? Or no, they were dead. That, they were dead before oh. they could. Damn it! So no war of the line. Did you get? Did anyone open any of those in the end, or get uh, any? I think Brennan held one that didn't yeah. do anything really. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I told Brennan that we need to do like a scenario where this tact, uh, veteran squad that was left behind because they were like sneaking behind some containers. Yeah. So we need to do like a a scenario where they have to sneak away. From the, the Mechanicum lines. Oh, from a scary Mechanicum uh, facility or something. Yeah. Yes. Oh, all kinds of uh, robot spiders crawling around and <laughs> sentries and stuff. You just have to that send away really their rhino that, that some mechanical beetles will yeah. eat while they escape. Yeah. I mean, you should, you should play it like a skirmish game where you control each model separately or something. And because they're really cool with their um, combi weapons. Yeah, so like the flamer guy stays like, "I'll cover you." Go. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. Nice yeah. to to get some gaming in, yeah. throw some I... dice, mm -hmm. 
I got to see some pictures and it looked very nice. I, I really like your camouflaged uh, rhinos. Uh, yeah, thanks. And they they fit in well on that table as well. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, they did. And it looked like a cool um, mechanicum complex or something you were fighting on. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. So did you decide on like, oh, well, yeah, I guess you talked about having a, a continuation of the story. Uh, yeah. It's uh, nice now that I have the rhinos. I unlocked some other ways of uh, playing my Space Prince. Yeah. Uh, my, so I've been playing like all of 2016 I played Head of the Gorgon and yeah. since 2017 pretty much I've been playing uh, Company Bitter Iron mm -hmm. and then I played a little bit of uh, Armored Breakthrough I think I'm gonna try playing some more uh, Head of the Gorgon in the future mm. just a, a, a well balanced right of war yeah yeah for sure See if you can, if you can make it work. Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen anyone run like a Rhino spam in thirty uh, k? No, I don't think, I think so. Like veterans, at least. Could you? I mean, if you would have like a Pride of the Legion, maybe veterans in Rhinos, could that be a viable option? Or are they too expensive? Then maybe you can get the spam. Yeah. Like maybe four. Mm -hmm. You can have four elites in Rhinos, I guess. I don't know. Like yeah. the only time you see rhinos is when people use them for veterans with outflank. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm thinking for think for example like a salamander army maybe because can't they take uh, you could take the heavy flamer or something on the rhino right? Uh, yeah. Or maybe a multi melta. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I can't remember the salamander rules. What bonuses they give for the the weapons? I think the don't they give plus one strength to their heavy flamers? So have like strength five, strength six flamers on there. Maybe I think I so. Uh, and then you could have veterans with all kinds of super good combi melters and flamers in there. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just never see rhinos. They're just very easy to kill. Yeah, but it would be fun if you could just have so many of them that you sort of <laughs> like the enemy is overwhelmed by it. Uh, yeah, that was definitely also... a thing in. Uh... In fifth edition, when I was playing, that was like yeah. the, the Rhino Rush, yeah, uh, meta. But they... like yeah. vehicles work differently then because you could you could get out of a Rhino and charge if it was stationary. Mm. Uh, so you would just like go as fast as you could across the board, pop mm. smoke, and turn one, mm. and then the next turn you could get out and charge. I like that. I mean. That brings some diversity to it. I mean, because I don't, I, I don't, I like that only assault vehicles can move and you can disembark and charge. Makes sense. Still a difference. But if you stand still, oh, that yeah. Would, yeah, make the rhino more useful also. Mm. Yeah, make mm. the rhino great again. Mm. Do you think, do you miss the racer back for 30k? Mm, not really. Like a command rhino? Well, we have the command rhino. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have the multi-belt on Rhino, which is really good. Yeah, the yeah. Race back, yeah, like the, the Twinling last cannon, Twinling yeah, assault yeah, cannon. True. But it, yeah. I mean, the multi-belt is good enough, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Would also look just look great when you have a battlefield with, uh, uh, you know, 10 just wrecked Rhinos or something. <laughs> just <laughs> spread yeah. about. Oh, oh very yeah. nice. You have one Rhino for your Emperor Children, right? Uh, yes, 
Yes, that's true. That's the old uh, uh, Minotaur Rhino that's been re repurposed. Yeah. And the... I think... Mm, who do I usually run in there? Tactical squad, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Or Plasma Support Squad, I think, maybe also. That's also pretty good. When was the last time you played with your Embers children? Ooh, shit. Uh, I don't know. Must be a few years now, actually. Is it BSK? Uh, two, two years BSK ago? Uh, yeah, that could be it. That's probably it. Uh, I think I should just bring them all out and try to get a game in with Leon or someone. Uh, like a r really big game where I field all of them because there I have quite a lot. Mm, but I am a bit uh, interested in Scandus because that seems to be the only event up here that's not been cancelled. And it's going to be held in Copenhagen. Yeah. So it all depends on if uh, the Danish will allow Swedes to come there. <laughs> if they don't consider us too infected. Um, but that's all the way in October. But me and Manfred and Leon have been talking a bit about going there. Uh, and then they have different lists. So you could all either play like a Leviathan list or a normal list or a Centurion. So I might play Centurion Ultramines if I go. Mm, cool. Just just thinking about it. Uh but uh, of course, a shame that there won't be any BSK this year. Even if I don't know if there will be any other game in this uh, like event in this area, we'll see about that, I guess. Yeah, it's a shame when all the events cancelled. Like in in England this year, there was supposed to be so many fantasy events that have been oh, cancelled. Yeah. yeah, really shame. Yes, yes. Um, I'm mostly. <laughs> I'm still mostly bitter that we can't go to BSK and go to the, the store with all the old <laughs> stuff. This year I would be all over there. Yeah. Going in, trying to find some more Dogs of War metallic models. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, you're hooked um, on metals now. Yeah, I am. God damn it. <laughs> Resin. Resin was just, you know, the the starting drug that got <laughs> me into it. Uh, it's going downhill. Uh, speaking of that, so do you want to hear about uh, my little fantasy game that I had? Of course. Uh, were you playing 2500? Or 2000, did you say? Uh, 2000. Uh, we were also playing 2000. Oh. Points, yes. Uh, fantasy 8th edition, and uh, basically me being such a, you know, um, quick and uh, talented painter I've painted up so much more than my my fellas that I'm playing with <laughs> uh, that, well might be also that I'm not working and they are um, but um, we basically said that uh, I well I, I got to field my entire army uh, and I got to face both Danny with his dark elves uh, allied to Manfred with his chaos dwarfs nice. um, going for a slave raid yeah, yeah exactly uh, it's like a cool little alliance there some scary dudes against my brave mercenaries and um which i mean because they've been really uh, yeah uh, they've both both been working hard finishing up forces that are now uh, playable and stuff so they have about a thousand points each or a bit more actually uh, so uh, but yeah it just made sense to to do it like this and i i was so excited to play to you know field my entire army everything i had painted to that to that point i could uh, fit in 2000 points uh, and so then what did i bring uh, leading it i had my uh, my mercenary general uh, with some uh, heavy cavalry and uh, for i had the, well he was my only lord but then i had shit ton of heroes almost up to my limit uh, my favorite part is that i could bring three different mages 
Uh, yes. So I had one, all level two. So it was like one heavens, one shadow, and one uh, metal. Uh, first time I used the metal one, which was really fun. Can't remember. Maybe one of them was level one. Uh, I think they were all level two. No, they were all level two. They were all level two. I also had an assassin as a hero, which mm. I was. I hid. I hid him in one of my uh, uh, pikemen. Um, groups i think the assassin has been added in the warhammer armies project uh he's basically like like a dark elf uh, like the, the, like uh, yeah the dark elves and i think skaven also have assassins right yeah that you can hide um but he's sort of like the dark elf one but he's a bit worse because i guess he's a, still a human but he's still a really good hero at killing other things i he got uh, um killing blow or i upgraded him to have killing blow and stuff so he was yeah uh and then for core i had two units of 20 pikemen i had um also leopold's leopard company there but also pikemen i had some uh, crossbowmen uh, and then for special i had the paymaster's bodyguard with the paymaster who is counts as the battle standard bearer and they have their halberds and they're like there yeah the heaviest unit heaviest infantry i have then i had my giant i had the halfling hotpot uh, and uh, eight duelists with uh, pistols and hand weapons. Nice. Uh, so that's that's my entire force. And the dark elves had some spears, some crossbows, uh, cold one knights that are <laughs> scary, a cold one chariot also I think, uh, and a sorceress and some Harganeth executioners. So yeah, kind of scary. The executioners, especially, I was really scared of, and the the, the cold one knights, uh, and then the uh, um, chaos dwarves had some just dwarf warriors with uh, a um, wizard in there, and he was level a level four wizard. Very scary, and I think to get points, Manfred actually had to add a beastman chariot in there because he he usually had like a beastman. Combined with the Chaos yeah. Warf army, so that was a, you know. a slave chariot. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was fine, and then he had, I think, three. Was it three artillery pieces? Oh, shit. I know he had. I think he had the rocket launcher, the mortar, and the like magma cannon or something. Might not have had the mortar. Maybe it was just might no. It might just have been rocket launcher and uh, uh, flame, like magma cannon or something. Actually. Uh, Okay, so yeah, one of them sh- the the rocket fires uh, like a large blast, the flame thing fires like the the flame template, yeah, and then the mortar fires also a large blast, I think, or is it a small blast? Yeah, I think no, he didn't have the mortar. I think he's painting one up. But uh, the the rocket launcher can choose sort of like in thirty k, you know, it can also have like a single shot that's very high strength also, which was very scary for my giant. Uh, mm-hmm. But fortunately, it didn't shoot at him. Uh, yeah, but just... rocket, rock is a lot of fun because, like, you nominate uh, where it hits, mm-hmm. and then it's like demon guided. So if you oh, you shit. miss the target, mm-hmm. you get to roll the the distance again, and then you can fly back to the target anyway. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, that's scary. I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if we played with that actually. If <laughs> Manfred <laughs> forgot about that, because he did have some. Uh, I think he he actually missed quite a lot with it. Uh, so <clears throat> I might I might forget to tell him that to next year. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but in broad strokes, we we had the mission where it's sort of like a, oh it's a morning battle and everyone's confused. So we didn't we had to roll and see where they ended up. Um, and uh, well, most of our 
most of the units were focused on the right flank, sort of my right right flank, with a big uh, ca castle in the middle. So we had sort of divided the battlefield into the right and the left. And on the left, the executioners were, and uh, the magma cannon and some, um, yeah, the, the dwarf warriors. And I had, I think, like pikemen, Leopold Stepper Company, and my uh, heavy cavalry there. And that side for the entire game was sort of like a, uh, you know, um, uh, trying to lure each other out of the way because first turn I was like, I'm, I don't want to face that because I'm not going to win against ex executioners. So I just turned my horses and everything around, started riding the other way, just leave them out there. And then they started rearranging, you know, trying to go for the center. But then later I, t I, I just swapped and started running back because I realized like my cavalry has to go this side so I can flank charge them and stuff. Um, and then they just turned back, so <laughs> I don't know in the end how that <laughs> side ended up. But my cavalry did actually get around them, uh, so I think in a way it worked. Um, on the other side, it was basically like just running up and fighting each other. Like the giant ran up, uh, he got a lot of wounds in from, I think it was like the chariot and stuff. Well, they, a lot of fire on him, and he all, almost died, uh, but he made it into close combat and managed to kill the, the Dark Elf spearmen and the chariot, I think, uh, before he was felled by some uh, crossbow fire after that. Um, and in the middle, the Cold One Dread Knights charged a unit of pikemen where the assassin was hidden. And he jumped out and the assassin did nothing. Uh, and uh, <laughs> even though, and the Cold One Dread Knights, or Cold One Knights, they were just uh, slowly munching through my units because they had such high armor. I was like, oh, well, I have a lot of, a lot of attacks on my side. So maybe, maybe I'll be able to win this. Uh, but in the end, I think, yeah, I, I was overrun. Um, and he had one uh, knight left, which I killed with a crossbow later, or maybe no, maybe with a spell. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But yeah. Um, so I was yeah, I was doing pretty well there. Um, the main thing was well, Manfred was very unlucky with his, uh, with the artillery, um, missing a lot, uh, and the the magma cannon of course had such a short range that it couldn't reach me, which was good because it had a really scary attack. Uh, but then his mage did this really scary, like, strength 10 blast on me, like, bro. And I think, yeah, it killed a bunch of my Paymaster bodyguard or something. But on the same time, it did, uh, it, it did roll um, miscast. Uh, and I think he was, he, he rolled very bad. He was sucked in or something, basically. Yeah. Killed, basically killed his wizard and part of the unit. Uh, so very yeah, very the, lucky. The miscast table is very scary. It is, but it, yeah, it's it's hilarious at the same time. I I was also unlucky on my side. My halfling hot pot did nothing. First roll, or first time, like oh misfire. Okay, what happens? It's destroyed. So it did <laughs> nothing the entire game. Very sad. Just a lot of burned soup. <laughs> they used uh, instead of firing it, they used ate the soup. They mm. Sat around. Why should that. we fight this? Yeah, we we don't need to fight this. This, this waste it. of good soup. Yeah, let's sit this one out, fellas. Um, uh, like I think my favorite part of the game was um, I had a wizard go into a forest on the left flank. He was heading towards the uh, uh, assassins and stuff. No, not the assassins. Uh, he was heading towards well, the, the dwarves and the executioners on that side. Um, and it was my uh, my shadow wizard who was going to do a pendulum on the dwarves. Because that's like an you have to roll initiative, and I was like, oh, oh, oh them dwarves are not going to be quick enough to run out of the way for 
pendulum. Then it turns out that the forest is a blood forest that's sort of like awakened by magical things. Uh, uh-huh. So I basically had to sacrifice him. I was like, ah, sod it. Let's do this pendulum anyway. Uh, and then he was eaten by the forest because he did magic in the forest. Every After that, forest is magic. Turn- forest in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, the forest started moving. So it actually started running around uh, anytime someone did magic around it, uh, which we all were sort of scared about. But then I had the brilliant idea that I, I ran up another wizard, did some magic close to it, which ma- made the forest run, and it actually run into, well, it ran into the executioners and started eating them, uh, which I, I, that was like, yeah, one of the happiest moments of the game. Um, but the executioners survived and they chopped up, uh, yeah. My Chopped poor pikemen. Well, the forest and my pikemen, they were too strong. <laughs> but I did get my cavalry around the executioners into the dwarves and uh, smashed them. Uh, and, I, and then the, yeah, the magma cannon fired on them after that. But uh, <laughs> the, only killed two or something. So it was pretty good. So in the end, it, looking at it, I thought it was, yeah, it looked pretty even, I think. Um, but uh, when we started calculating, it seemed like. Very, very few of my forces were completely wiped out. Like there were uh, a few units left, um, or a, f- a few models left in a lot of them. So I had actually scored quite a lot of more points. Uh, so we called it like a minor victory for my side, and that right. means that I'm now controlling Pete's farm. Oh yeah, oh nice. yeah. Not you sure what it does. You can feed your 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 army. Yeah, something like that. Maybe I can uh, fire more uh, hot pot soup next time. <laughs> Because I have like all the ingredients I need now, or something. All the we'll have to find, yeah, exactly. I have to find some sort of rules for it. Um, but uh, yeah, very, very nice game, all in all. Uh, I love uh, magic. I think both sides had a lot of fun with magic. Uh, a lot of miscasts and stuff. And uh, when he, when the forest tries to eat your wizards, it's uh, an even, yeah, even scarier game. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so nice to just put up the entire army and see it, how it looks together with the colors and everything. And I, I'm very happy about it. Uh, but now it's sort of sad because, I mean, maybe 2,000 points is what we will play most of the time. Uh, I could see how it would get a lot, a bit crowded if you add uh, too much more uh, units to the game. Um, but, you know, everything else I paint, and if it's like, well, is this going to be now an option? I, I want to add it as well. You know, you want to have field everything. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I think uh, 2400 used to be the, the standard of 8th edition. Oh, why not 500? I don't know. No idea. Hmm. Uh, 2400 is what I've, I've heard. 2000 oh, points is like the, the limit in 6th in edition. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we, we could just add, make the board a bit bigger and then play 3000 3, points. <laughs> But yeah. once again, it took like an entire day playing, even though we were, we were now a bit better on the rules. It just oh, takes so much time. So uh, we'll see um, <laughs> how, many, how many points are uh, reasonable to play in a day. Yeah, you need to add the, the fucking birdmen. Yes, yes. Uh, after my ogres, perhaps they could be next on the list. Uh, I don't think I have anything else at home really then. So I would have to buy new things or finish them. I mean, I could just, if I finish five of them, I could start playing with them at least. Yeah. So I think b- both the Birdman and Ogres will add something new to your army as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward a lot to playing them. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
very happy about that. Yes. Uh, still no word. I I still don't know when I will get my uh, my tanks for the militia army yeah. that I'm gonna build. So that's gonna like have to. I don't know. Because I was really excited about buying it, and then I now it's been so long, so I sort of forgot about it. <laughs> and then I'm like, sometimes, oh shit, I have like a massive army coming. This is a huge <laughs> undertaking that I have to. Uh, how will I do this? I will have to start. I will have to learn how to airbrush again. You to will have to uh, uh, get another child so mm-hmm. you can be off from work again. Exactly. But the problem is that if you're, then you have to take care of the the first child. So you don't you don't really have that free time, I guess. <laughs> I'll yeah. just put her in front of the TV or something. She'll be fine. <laughs> she well, she'll be old enough to help me base coats. Yeah, so. just throw her a a sharp knife and tell her to start cutting a resin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And get rid of those fucking mold lines, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, father. <laughs> or there will be no Christmas this year. Oh <laughs> uh, well, there you have it. Um, some lovely games played, even though. No, I'm not going to say these dark times. These dark times. Um, these very productive times, I would say. Um, so, yeah, anything else you like? There will hopefully be more games uh, in the future. England is starting to open up, so I should mm-hmm. be able to get some games in regularly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I will hopefully get some more fancy games in also. Uh, we have to decide who controls the Watchtower. Uh, although, I, I sort of want to have a game now where it's uh, Dark Elves versus Chaos Dwarfs, because they, they saw that their alliance didn't work, and they're probably blaming each other. So I think they should settle it. Who's the when best you, slaver? When are you getting back to, to, to work, by the way? Uh, well, that will actually be in August sometime. I haven't decided exactly yet. Uh, and hopefully then I could do some airbrushing at work. <gasps> oh. Well, not, not, not when I'm working. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I have access to professional fume hoods there. So I could actually, I'm thinking of bringing my airbrush uh, and getting it done there. Uh, not during work hours, of course, of course. I'm a professional. Uh, it will be during to... work hours. It will be in that <laughs> r- secret restroom that you have where you and, uh, <laughs> and Leon secretly record stuff. Yes, exactly. The little rape dungeon that I, that I have. Uh, <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see what I can do. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but I guess... Yeah, I just have to take this time before uh, before I get back to work and really finish as much as possible. So yeah, Birdman, it's now or never. Um, yeah, <laughs> get on it. Until August. Uh, so we'll see in next episode how much more I've finished. Hopefully I'll be finished with the ogres at least. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, right. That's it. A short, short, sweet. Uh, 80 oh yeah we're just like uh, yeah. <laughs> people in the 80s in our 80s uh, we're oh, fuck I can't do this <laughs> we're senile and uh, don't know how to do an outro so <laughs> where, where, where did I put my teeth wait I need them to do this exit let's see there we go that's the upper row and let's see, where did I put my under row of teeth? Ah, sod it. I'll just do it with my upper row. Let me just get my gum moist so I can speak properly. There we go. So, kids out there, you must remember that uh, Fulcrum, he, he, he both takes head 
but he also gives head. <laughs> like Hopefully me without back, the teeth. Like me in the 30s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should see me now. Gobble, gobble. Uh, stay safe, kids. Uh, I'm, yes, yes. I will now die in the coronavirus. Goodbye.